Jaden Daniels proved to the world this weekend against Florida that he's not just one of the best players in the country. He should win the Heisman Trophy. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome into Locked On LSU, and thank you for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and today's edition of Locked On LSU is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. What a freaking game in Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. And I think we kind of all saw the writing on the wall at the very beginning of the game when there was a little bit of chippiness back and forth. There was a little, a little bit of uh, a little bit chatting going on back and forth. Like, oh, not only is this LSU Florida, but this these two teams, they are feeling themselves. And I say not only is this LSU Florida. Because that game always seems to have something wild and crazy happen. That game, no matter what the records are, C-2020, no matter what you think you know about these two teams, there's always going to be something out of the ordinary, something that makes headlines after that matchup. And then in this instance, what was making headlines, not just in Baton Rouge, not just in Gainesville, not just in the local markets, but nationally, was Jaden Daniels in the Heisman performance that he put on in Tiger Stadium. Over 700, excuse me, over 600 yards, over 700 yards total from the LSU offense. Over 600 of them came from Jaden Daniels himself. He becomes the first player in college football history to record 300 passing yards and 200 rushing yards in the same Night, 372 yards, 16, 17 of 26, three touchdowns through the air, plus 234 yards on the ground and two touchdowns in the craziest part. I mean, 234 yards rushing in and of itself is crazy. But the craziest thing to me is that came on 12 carries. That Jaden Daniels was averaging 20 yards per carry. And of course, a lot of that is being carried by that 85-yard touchdown run where he's looking back at the defenders, essentially saying like, ha, you can't catch me. After LSU lost to Alabama, I feared, okay, I still think Jaden Daniels should get an invitation to New York just based off of how electric he has been, how unique of a player he has been, how valuable he's been to LSU all season long. But I thought with three losses on the season, that, that may have cost him the Heisman Trophy. I take that back. I swallow my words. After what I saw from Jaden Daniels on Saturday night, he's your Heisman Trophy winner. He, he is far and beyond the best player in college football. And we've known that. And Saturday night in Death Valley against Florida, that just solidified that. But don't take my word for it. Max Chadwick of Pro Football Focus will join us. He has been covering Jaden Daniels ever since he got to LSU. He has been campaigning 
for Jaden Daniels to be the Heisman Trophy frontrunner, and he joins us now. All right, joining us now on Locked On LSU, a friend of the podcast coming back, Max Chadwick of Pro Football Focus. Max, appreciate you coming on because the last time we chatted was preseason about Jaden Daniels, his expectations, how his biggest goal for this season was national championship and Heisman Trophy. And while one of those might be off the table, one very much so is within reach. Now the Heisman buzz has reached an all-time high after Jaden Daniels' absolutely electric performance against Florida. Just from an outsider's perspective, what is your impression of what Jaden Daniels has done so far this season? Well, Caroline, thanks so much for having me on again. And honestly, yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this guy yet again, because not only was he, you know, one of my favorite interviews that I've done, I mean, he has been, in my opinion, the best player in college football this year and yeah. why I would ultimately vote for him for the Heisman Trophy. And that Florida game was kind of just an encapsulation of what he's been doing basically all season. He has been unbelievable all year. He leads all quarterbacks in passing grade this year. He also leads all quarterbacks in rushing grade this year. He's third in passing yards has the most passing touchdowns. He's first in passer rating, first in yards per attempt, first in big-time throw rate. Uh, and then he also has 160 more rushing yards than the next closest quarterback. So they're 7-3 right now. I understand, you know, you, the Heisman Trophy usually goes to a player on a team that's in the national championship race, and LSU is not going to be like that. But at the same time, we've seen 9-3 and three teams produce a Heisman winner before. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson back in 2016. Louisville was 9-3 and three that year. You look at Robert Griffin III back in 2011. Uh, Robert Baylor was 9-3 and three that year as well. Yeah. So LSU, I think they go 9-3. and three. There is precedent for this. And I think I'd be hard-pressed to say anyone else has been the most outstanding player in college football, which is what the Heisman Trophy is designed to go to. And I think all of those numbers kind of solidify it. Um, I know what I've seen with my own eyes and uh, so many people across college football beyond just LSU fans now can see that he's just a special player. Yeah. You know, the 85 yard touchdown run against Florida when he evaded, I don't even know how many defenders I go back to the Missouri game where that felt like it was really his big Heisman moment, essentially carrying the team on his back, even with a, a cracked rib just so many outstanding things that Jaden Daniels has done. And you add the, the element of his legs on top of this electric passing game. It's hard to think that any other player in college football is more valuable to their football team than Jaden Daniels has been to LSU. But the, the argument about losses, and it's not mm -hmm. just an LSU thing. I've always disagreed with the idea of you have two or three losses. Yeah, that might disqualify you from the college football playoff but not from the Heisman Trophy. It's an right. individual award. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even Caleb Williams last year didn't make the yeah. playoffs. So, uh, you know, again, it's, it's designed to go to the most outstanding player. And usually, yes, that does mean the most outstanding player, which is, you know, it's always, it's always usually a quarterback award. Most outstanding quarterback uh, usually is a team that, you know, makes a comfortable playoff because that quarterback was so outstanding. This is one of those rare instances where the defense, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, a little later, is tragic, honestly, this year. The defense is awful. And, and that's really the only reason why LSU – I mean, LSU has a national championship offense. I mean, you look mm -hmm. at what Alabama – Alabama struggled with LSU in that game until Jaden Daniels went down with the injury. And Alabama has one of the best defenses in college football. So this is a 
offense, I don't want to, you know, compare it to the 2019 LSU offense. I know a lot of LSU fans probably hate me saying that, but it was like kind of like that where it was like, this is the best offense in America right now. So yeah, I think LSU, this is a championship level offense. And the reason why they're not a championship level team right now is because of the defense, but that has absolutely nothing to do with Jaden Daniels. So that's why I think he still deserves uh, to win the Heisman Trophy. And that's the the difficult thing as an LSU fan. Again, going back to your conversation with Jaden preseason, which we'll get into a little bit more. He said his two biggest goals were national trophy and Heis- national championship at Heisman Trophy. And I'll be completely honest. I remember hearing that and thinking, might be a little far fetched, might be a little uh, a little too far out of reach. And now seeing what this team has done, the national championship or at least a college football playoff bid really wasn't that crazy of, of an option really wasn't that crazy outside of reach had the defense just kind of picked up, uh, picked up their end of the bargain. But what I want to continue getting in with you next is what you've seen from Jaden Daniels from year one to year two at LSU. Mm-hmm. and your opinion of how that jump was made. So we'll get into that with Max Chadwick of Pro Football Focus coming up next. So you and I, we spend a lot of time together. We chat together, we get fired up together, wins and losses, who starts and who sits, and I'm thankful for that connection that you and I have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal because I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. So you realize what that means. That brings on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue, and you are covered, my friend. You don't have to sweat it. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for ED medications. This is possible because of our friends over at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for a discount as well. Remember, that's jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Again, promo code Locked on for $20 off of your purchase. All right. Thanks for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. And hey, we know college football season is here. And this season, Locked on is kicking up our coverage with Locked on College Football Kickoff Live. So every Friday, Locked on will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked on College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked on can, including insight and analysis from our staple of Locked on College hosts covering their team every single day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. That's 10 a.m. Central on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. All right. Thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Pro Football Focus's Max Chadwick joins us now. And one thing that I think has been really intriguing is the jump for Jaden Daniels year one versus year two. Year one at LSU was a good quarterback was not Mm -hmm. considered an elite quarterback, was not considered a Heisman Trophy candidate. Now, year two, Heisman Trophy frontrunner has completely unlocked a second level of that passing game. Where do you, at second, third, fifth, like the 10th level of the (laughs) passing game, where do you think that came from and who do you give credit to for that evolution? (laughs) I I don't know. Honestly, (laughs) I I think it's it's honestly insane because – 
listen, we could talk about last year at LSU. And, and listen, mm-hmm. he was a really, I think he was a really good passer at LSU last year. But I even want to rewind it back to his Arizona State days. This guy, he couldn't throw the ball at Arizona State. He could. He's always been an electric runner. He's always been a very fast quarterback. Uh, but yeah. he, he, quite frankly, was a guy who really struggled as a passer. So when he's transferred to LSU, I was skeptical. I was saying, I don't – and LSU fans were kind of – some LSU fans were excited by it. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if this will work out, really, because he just hasn't shown that he can be a capable passer yet. Last year, he was a very capable passer, but at the same time, uh, he was a very conservative passer. He wasn't throwing the ball downfield. He wasn't putting the ball in harm's way either, uh, but he was a very safe quarterback. He wasn't making the big plays with his arm. He was still an unreal runner. He's always been a great runner, but he never really was putting the ball you know, deep downfield and making big plays with his arm. This year, he's the best deep ball thrower in college football. It's like it's unbelievable that this guy went from a guy who could not throw the ball to a guy who was better at throwing the ball but still very conservative, very safe, now this year he's, a, he's an absolute flamethrower. So um, it, it's unreal. And, you know, a, a comparison I love to make with him, just in terms of how they progress throughout their careers, is Jalen Hurts. You know, you look at Jalen Hurts and what he was like at Alabama. He could not throw the ball his first couple of years at Alabama. Then he goes to Oklahoma, got a lot better as a passer, goes in the second round of the draft, and now we see him as one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. I would not be shocked if Jaden Daniels has that kind of career arc because every single year of this guy's career, he's gotten better every single year. I don't know if that'll stop even when he gets to the NFL. So I'm listen, I think this guy might be a first round pick at this point with the way he's playing because of how much he's progressed. But yeah, I mean, just talking about how amazing that's the most incredible part about him, in my opinion, not the Mm -hmm. fact that he can run, you know, over 20 miles per hour. Like you saw this past Saturday. It's the fact that every single year he went from a guy who could not throw the ball to a guy who got a lot better, but was still very conservative. And now he's the best passer in college football. So it's incredible what this guy's done in his, uh, in his five years in, uh, in college. Incredible. And credit to Joe Sloan, LSU quarterback right. coach. Credit to Mike Denbrock, LSU offensive coordinator, Brian Kelly, of course. And to Jaden Daniels himself, because there have been so many stories of him coming out of getting into the film room at five o'clock in the morning. Brian Kelly having to tell him like, hey, maybe sleep a little bit more. It's OK to not spend <laughs> that much time in the facility. Just the work he's put into into himself. And it's something that we saw even last year at LSU. Go back to that first game against Florida against Florida State in 2022. He really mm-hmm. was reluctant to throw the football. And so looking at the Jalen Hurts evolution of sometimes it just takes a change of pace. Sometimes mm-hmm. it just takes the right style of offense. And sometimes it just takes the right pieces around you. And it seems like this 2023 year could be the perfect lightning in a bottle to not just have a great year, but to catapult his career potentially. Because I, I thought about has he now developed into first round talent? Yeah, I think he has. I think he has. I mean, honestly, you look at you know the rest of the the landscape of college football, and mm-hmm. um, Caleb, I, there's no one touching Caleb Williams and Drake May. Like those are the top two. They're only juniors. Everyone else, seemingly in this class, is like a fifth or sixth year guy. Honestly, so they got the age uh, jump on them, and then also I think they're just better football players than anyone else. After that, there's a, there's a conversation between who's QB3, between Michael Penix Jr., uh, who's more of a yeah. drop-back passer. But then Jaden Daniels, man, what he could do as a passer. And then also he's the best runner in college football at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Like, he's got, like, Lamar Jackson speed. It, like, really, it's, it's that crazy out there. So I think there's a conversation we had over whether or not Jaden Daniels is QB3. I know some people might hate that. Uh, I, I, I certainly think it is as well. So I, I would definitely, if I'm an NFL general manager, 
I'm looking at this tape and, and watching the Florida tape and watching honestly the entire season and saying, man, Jaden Daniels is a whole new player. And I'd be afraid to pass him up because he might be still uh, be evolving. You know, this might not be the best Jaden Daniels we see, which is very scary. Um, just because, like I said, every single year he's gotten better. So it might just be like the Jalen Hurst thing, which is like he gets to the NFL and he still gets better in the NFL. So uh, I, I really think it, it would be like that. If the Eagles can go back and take Jalen Hurts in the first round, they would definitely do it. I'm sure a lot of other teams would too. Uh, I think a lot of teams would be weary of making that same mistake with Jaden Daniels this year. I think it's funny that you say some people would hate that if you put him at quarterback three, because there is still such a, a funny stigma, I believe, about mm -hmm. mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. And rightfully so. I understand, especially with Jaden Daniels and his slighter frame, they're more susceptible yeah. to injury. But I'm wondering, in your opinion, looking at so many quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks that have had so much success in the NFL. You mentioned Jalen Hurts. You mentioned Lamar Jackson. Although Patrick Mahomes in there, Joe Burrow is incredibly mobile as well. Does maybe that stigma of mobile quarterbacks changing at the NFL level? Yeah, I think it is. I, I honestly think it's almost a thing where if you don't have any mobility, that's a negative. You know, if you can't move, yeah. that's a big problem. You you need to be able. We're in an evolution. We're in a uh, an era of the NFL where quarterbacks are more about playmakers. Now, of course, there are quarterbacks who play really well within a system, but at the same time, like you need guys that can make. If the play breaks down, you need someone to make a play, uh, and that's why I think Caleb Williams is still my number one overall pick because he's that kind of guy, um, and I think Jaden Daniels is that kind of guy too. So. Um, I, listen, you still have to be a good passer, first and foremost. Yeah. That, that's the most important thing. That's why you, you really struggle to see any quarterbacks in the NFL succeed without being good passers. But again, Jaden Daniels, like, he's become that. You know, before, the mobility has never been a question for me, even at Arizona State. But now mm -hmm. it's like, okay, he could throw the ball now. And he, not only that, he could throw the ball deep downfield, and he's throwing it as well as anyone else in the country. So that's why I, I'm saying, yeah, I think this guy with the mobility, I mean, he's way more mobile than Michael Penix Jr., who's not really that mobile at all. Uh, Bo yeah. Nix has some mobility, but he really hasn't done it much this year. He's kind of played within the system. Jaden Daniels is throwing the ball downfield. He's using his legs. Uh, I I might say he's QB3. I haven't fully decided yet, but I, I honestly, what he's done this year has really blown me away, and he might be my number three quarterback in the draft right now. Max, I promise by the end of the podcast, I'm going to try and push you over the edge. We're going to get you there. <laughs> We're going to get you on, on the Jaden Daniels first rounder train. I'm definitely we on that train, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, we love to hear it. Thinking about the NFL draft as well, one element that I, what I probably initially when I first got into you know more NFL draft things didn't realize was as big of a factor, but it very much so is, is the personality side of things. Mm -hmm. um, you know the what's up here and what's in here, meaning what's up in your brain and what's up in your heart. That no NFL general manager wants to invest the future of the franchise into a guy that isn't the perfect locker room guy, doesn't have his heart 100% in it. Now, you've talked to Jaden Daniels. I think we've seen it this year, his dedication to the team, to his craft. Brian Kelly talks about it all the time, how he's always on the sideline, the big old smile on his face, that it looks like he has great rapport with the team. Just your experience with him and, and talking with him, getting to know him, that side of things, of, of Jaden Daniels maybe potentially off the field. Yeah, listen, he – he was so nice. That's honestly the best way I can put it. He was just a nice mm -hmm. guy. And um, there weren't many uh, unreal quotes that came out of the interview, but that also just shows how much about the team he is. Like when I talked to Caleb Williams, like Caleb Williams had a great quote for me every other, 
every other sentence, basically. So Jaden was much more reserved, but at the same time, like that, you love that. And another thing that I think people love about him, why his teammates love him, that dude, like you mentioned, his, his slender frame could be an issue. And that's why I think the Jalen Hurts comparison isn't, you know, quite one to one because Jalen Hurts obviously is a tank. I mean, you see what they do with the quarterback yeah. every single every single play uh, on fourth down. But I don't think he's like that in terms uh, of that. But I think you know the progression is where I'm comparing it. But at the same time, you know, I, I think his slender frame is an issue. But that guy's putting his body on the line every single game. At the point, you know, it's at the point almost where you're saying, okay, Jaden, can you like just slide, please? Um, but you know, his teammates probably love that. They love seeing their quarterback give it all, give it his all out there. Um, mm-hmm. And even though he might be a first round pick, he doesn't care. Like he, he's trying to win, even though they're out of the college football playoff race, it doesn't matter. He's trying to win and do everything he can to win for LSU. So I love talking to him. I, I think I thought he was a phenomenal kid. Um, and it, it's amazing to me that, you know, he's a phenomenal player and that he's even better as a person, honestly. So I, I don't think there are any, at least from what I've talked to him and, and nothing has come out ever in his career. There is mm-hmm. really nothing to be, uh, questioning about his character i think he is a guy that can definitely lead an nfl locker room in the future there have been so many times where i'm thinking Jaden, just slide please <laughs> i love it i love the passion i love the heart i love the the attempt to try and just pick up yeah. one or two more yards but if it's you against a 280 pound linebacker the 280 pound he's linebacker, getting killed out there he's had a he's, few he's hits this year i'm like time. oh man dude, i don't know if I, I don't know how you keep taking those hits and keep going man even a couple on Saturday night against Florida where I'm I, like, my yeah. stomach is hurting just watching him. <laughs> uh, just kind of final thoughts on the Heisman trophy. Mm-hmm. I've thought about this in, in my, in my own opinion, I feel like if Jaden Daniels does not win the Heisman trophy, there might start to be an, maybe a trend for the Heisman trophy that maybe the Heisman trophy does not initially wasn't initially intended of goes to the best player in college football, not the best player in the best team, the quarterback yep. on the best team. Do you think that that could be, we could be going down that, that path with the Heisman trophy. If Jaden Daniels does not win the trophy. And, and let me count up by saying there are other very worthy candidates of a Michael right. Penix jr. And a Bo Nix, even a Marvin Harrison, even a Carson Beck where the very other worthy candidates, but I do fear that the Heisman trophy and especially two after Bryce young and Hendon hooker didn't even get invites to New York city last year, that we could be going down a path of the Heisman trophy where it ends up being a quarterback on the best team award. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a concern. And I think mm-hmm. that is what is hold. If, if this guy was nine and one right now, instead of seven and three, there wouldn't be a single doubt in my mind that this guy's winning the Heisman trophy. It wouldn't. And the only problem is that he's seven and three. And again, we mentioned before yeah. is nothing to do with him. He's the best player in the country, I think by a mile right now. But I, I think, I think there are a lot of voters right now. Bo Nix is the betting favorite to win the Heisman trophy. Yeah. Jaden Daniels is second. Michael Penix Jr. is third. Marvin Harrison Jr. is fourth. I don't quite agree with the Marvin Harrison Jr. Heisman hype just yet, uh, but that he's number four. I think Daniels, he could go crazy the next two weeks. And I think that'll really help him. I still fear that the Heisman voters will pick whichever quarterback wins the Pac-12 championship between Washington and Oregon, whichever quarterback wins that game and ultimately probably moves on to the college football playoff, they'll probably pick that quarterback. That's what I fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think, I, again, I'm at the point now where I would, 
I, th- I thought it was a close race the entire season with Jaden Daniels always being at the forefront, but I was always like, yeah. ah, I don't know if he could do it with the wins and losses. After that Florida game, I, I, I you know, I really looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, this dude is the Heisman Trophy winner. I don't care. And I think yeah. if he doesn't win the Heisman Trophy, again, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. are having great seasons. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I, you know, you would look back and say, man, Jaden Daniels got robbed that year. So I hope a, ho- a lot of Heisman voters are – are with us and think this is the clear cut number one player in the country, no matter how many losses, even to go seven and five, I don't care if he keeps doing things like this, he's the Heisman trophy winner. Um, I just, I, I fear that a lot of Heisman voters are going to pick whoever wins the PAC 12 championship game and pick that quarterback. I was with you after LSU lost to Alabama. I thought, dang, you know, that stings that, but that probably goes the Heisman, maybe there's still an invite to New York City, but I thought that probably was yeah. his Heisman opportunity, which is a shame because it does ultimately fall on the defense. But I'm with you. After Florida, I was like, seven and three, be damned. <laughs> no, like if we're for using the eye test, it's mm-hmm. got to go to Jaden Daniels. And you bring up Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm glad you did. I want to touch on Blitnikoff because, of course, it doesn't have the same kind of campaigning that perhaps the Heisman trophy has. But when it comes to Bolitnikoff buzz, it does feel like the Marvin Harrison Jr. show. Unbiased, feel like Malik Neighbors should be oh getting my. a little bit more buzz for that. Dude, um, it's ridiculous. I, that's, again, this is one of my hot takes. I think I'm going insane. I feel like I'm going insane right now with the amount of people <laughs> that think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the cl- – I've seen so many people say he's a clear-cut Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I, clear-cut? How? how? Like, I don't know. I don't know how. I love Marvin Harrison Jr. He's a generational prospect. Totally. Um, he's a generational receiver. I think the buzz of him before the season is kind of carrying this right now. He's had a great, great year, but he's seventh in receiving yards right now. He has the second most receiving touchdowns behind Brian Thomas Jr., by the way. It's unreal what LSU has, those two receivers. Um, and then Malik Neighbors has like 200 more receiving yards than Marvin Harrison Jr. right now. So, listen, if he kills Michigan, if he puts up a buck 75 and two scores against Michigan, I'll hear it. But I don't even think the Bolitnikoff race is much of a debate right now, let alone the Heisman Trophy race. So, um, I, again, I don't – I hate the – I don't really like the Marvin Harrison Jr. Heisman hype right now. I think it's mm-hmm. honestly insane that it's even happening. But uh, I kind of get it at the same time because it's like Ohio State's undefeated. Kyle McCord is definitely not a Heisman candidate. So right. who is? Marvin Harrison Jr. has had a really good year. He has been the hottest receiver in the country so like over the last six weeks or so. But he did kind of a slow start to the season, whereas Malik Neighbors is kind of just torching defenses every single week. So um, I don't, I don't, I think it's just crazy that Marvin Harrison Jr. is right now fourth in Heisman odds, and he might be third in my Belinikoff voting, or at least second. Like I, I, just, I just think that's crazy right now that he's the clear cut non quarterback for the Heisman Trophy when I don't even think he'd win the Belinikoff award right now. I'm with you, and of course, it's number one team in the country at least for right now. That could change. Yeah by time of recording, by the time that this comes out. Um, And of course, a generational talent, generational player who will be a top three, top five, easy top 10 pick in this Uh year's NFL draft. But it is crazy when you look at the the leader in receiving touchdowns is LSU's number two. That's, it's something that I truly don't hope that I nor any LSU fans take for granted that this is the second one, two, most dangerous one, two punch in all of college football for the second time in, in nearly five years since Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, we're so spoiled after so many years of being a winning games, nine to six. Now LSU is, is spoiled, been able to put up 50 something points a game, mm-hmm. but it's something that LSU has had to do. 
to overcome the other side of the football. And that's what I want to get into Max coming up with Max coming up next is the defense. And what is the future of this LSU defense? We'll do that with Max coming up next. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it is so super easy to use. Just head to LinkedIn.com, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. They've got simple tools like screening questions that make it super easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. We're rounding out the year, and it is so important to find that right team member that can help you finish out the year, finishing out your goals. That's why small businesses ranked LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, rolling along here on Locked On LSE with Max Chadwick of Pro Football Focus. And Max, I looked at one of your articles on Pro Football Focus, and please, if you're listening, check out Max's work. He does wonderful work on pff.com. But your top candidates for the next USC defensive coordinator. Now, of course, Lincoln Riley, part sweeze with Alex Grinch. When Lincoln Riley made that decision, a lot of LSU fans were looking to Brian Kelly and saying, okay, well, what are you going to do about this? (laughs) Don't want to put the cart before the horse, but it looks like there probably will be some defensive changes on the coaching staff that either this upcoming off season or whenever that might be. Now that you've done some kind of defensive coordinator homework, who do you think is probably going to be the hottest name on the market to be the next top DC in the country? Ooh, good question. And honestly, it's it, the Alex Grinch. I always knew was, you know, it wouldn't work, and it never has yeah. really with him at USC. The Matt House stuff. I I actually really liked Matt House before this year, and then they've made a, the defense was good last year at yeah, LSU exactly. under, under it, Matt House. It was, and honestly, listen, the secondary got destroyed by people leaving, and I think it just that mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest reasons why it's just so bad. Um, another thing, I just I don't love. And listen, he's played well in this role. Don't get me wrong. I think LSU is completely misusing Harold Perkins Jr. right now. I, I think you have a Micah Parsons-esque pass rusher in college football, and you're making him play off-ball linebacker and not even letting him rush the passer really that much. Yeah. I think that's malpractice in my opinion. So that is that is one thing. Where I kind of feel for Matt House a little bit in that, okay, you're secondary. You can't do much of that secondary. Like it, yeah. it's, tough to, it's tough with that. But at the same time, it's like you have your best defensive player and you're not using him in the way that he's supposed to be used. So – that's something that I think is you can fault him for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they might move on from him. And it, it does feel like a USC-type thing where it's like USC every year and Lincoln Riley every year has a national championship-level offense. It's just the defense is always terrible. Um, right. And that's the, kind of the LSU's problem this year. They have a national championship-level offense. The defense is bad. Um, so they might make a move. And I think it wouldn't be um, shocking if they did make a move off of Matt House, especially with how many LSU fans are, are – you know, kind of sick of him right now, but um, a, a few names I really like. Uh, I think Phil Parker from Iowa is never leaving Iowa. I threw that name in the USC one just because I think it would be hilarious because 
Uh, Iowa is obviously winning games in spite of their offense, and USC is winning games in spite of their defense. You combine those two together, you might have the greatest college football team of all time, honestly. Totally. Uh, so I, I, I think he would be good, but again, he's he's been there since 1999. He's not leaving Iowa, no matter how much money you probably throw at him. Uh, a few names I really like, though. Danson Lynn from UCLA is in his first year as UCLA's defensive coordinator. They're like a top five to ten defense in the country right now. Last year, they were outside the top 110 in the country. So in his first year, they went from a terrible, terrible defense to one of the 10 best in college football. So wow. I think Danton Lynn is a guy that I really like. He might get some head coach buzz, um, mm-hmm. but if not, I mean, he that could be a guy that LSU really looks at. Uh, Jim Leonard from Illinois, who is not the defensive coordinator at Illinois. He's actually just a senior defensive analyst, but he was Wisconsin's defensive coordinator for a very long time. Then he was the Wisconsin interim head coach. Uh, they didn't get the job when Luke Fickle was hired, obviously, but Leonard, I mean, he's had a top 10 defense almost every single time he's been uh, every single year. He's been Wisconsin's uh, defensive coordinator. So he's another guy that I think LSU should really look at and say, Hey, he, that guy can call defenses. We know that. And he, you know, was a head coach too. And he actually did pretty well as a head coach. Uh, that would be a really good hire. And then Tony Gibson, Tony white, uh, Tony Gibson from NC state, Tony white from Nebraska. I think each of those guys have been really, really solid as well. Zach Arnett just got fired from Mississippi State. He was a solid defensive coordinator for Mike Leach. Um, maybe LSU tries to take him and, you know, stay within the division. Um, but, yeah, those are some of the names. I think Jim Leonard and uh, Danton Lynn, though, those are the two that I think are the hottest names right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that those two would really be an unbelievable hire for Brian Kelly if he can get those two. Interesting. That was whenever I heard the news. It, I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect Mississippi State to part ways with Zach Arnett this mm-hmm. early on in his tenure, only 10 yeah. games in as the head coach of Mississippi State. But that was my first thought was Zach Arnett, the mm. brilliant, very well-respected <laughs> defensive mind across college football. I don't know. Could be uh, could be somebody's name that could be floating around here in the LSU-DC conversation if it, when Brian Kelly decides to open up that DC position, Max Chadwick, appreciate you for joining us. Always appreciate your insight. You are the very best. Where can some people find more of your work? Yeah, so you can find it at uh, pff.com, like you mentioned before. And then also, I, I host a show called Preferred Walk On, which is uh, PFF's college football show, which is uh, Mondays and Wednesdays every week. We do uh, kind of a review episode. We actually just put out one uh, about both me and my co-host kind of, you know, singing Jaden Daniels' praises and saying, hey, this guy is your Heisman Trophy winner like we just did. Um, so that we just put out that. And then we also do a preview episode uh, every Wednesday. So tomorrow we're putting out one where um, previewing the five biggest games of every weekend. So, um, yeah, preferred walk on on YouTube and anywhere you can podcast as well. And then all my articles and stuff are at uh, PFF.com. Jaden Daniels praises, music to mine and the <laughs> listeners' ears. Max, appreciate you. We'll chat with you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Caroline. All right. Well, thanks for making Locked and LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU, we'll take a look at recruiting. What is the latest with LSU recruiting and what one massive change in college football could mean for LSU? We'll get into that on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU.